What are we rolling for then? We're not rolling for anything. This is a montage. Oh. It's we, a, just, we have to use our imaginary this is, brain. This is the Bryce's worst nightmare. No, scenario. this is wonderful. I have I have ideas. Oh, okay. Oh. You know, I heard a story about a guy who did this once. Really? Oh, yeah. stop right there. I'm stopping right there. <laughs> you should tell me about it when we're on the boat. <laughs> well, you're pretty sure that the, the fabric-y thing has to go up the woody thing yeah. and, you know, be tied with the ropey thing. Uh, I could have like one of those like Jurassic Park moments where like you're like, whoa, those dinosaurs are really big, but like they're vegetarians or something. Vegisaurus. 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 Vegisaurus next. But where there's a storm yeah. giant, there's a way. Am I right? Ha yeah. ha. Chapter two seventy eight, in the dry dock. Okay. So in the last episode, well, the last several episodes have been the wrap-up of our year five interviews, but the last episode where we actually got together and played the game, does anyone remember what happened? We were on a boat. Of course. Well, we're, you weren't quite on a boat. No, we have a boat and we're going to use... Well, you don't quite have a boat. It needs to have repairs done, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it, it could use a little urban renewal. Mm. Uh, but yes, you are all on the island of the Monarch of the Seas, the storm giant who previously ruled the seas and had to be given tribute when uh, ships would go past. And uh, you know, out of respect, not out of uh, you know like extortion or anything. And um, you had met with him. And what, what was the big surprise when you got to meet with the Storm King again? There were other storm giants around? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, unlike the last time that you came to visit where he was in a deep, deep depression because his uh, entire world basically had come crashing down uh, a thousand years ago, he was now um, in good spirits and storm giants had come back to the island and were reestablishing the storm kingdom. So that was fantastic. And um, you had gone through a whole series of trials and tribulations in a library trying to find the location of this horseshoe shaped island that the glaive that you are looking for was at. And um, how well did that go? The Doing the scroll work sucked. We found out that the only person that was really any good at it was Jade. And uh, I thought it was... Think Jesse was... Adri. Yeah, yeah, Adri was pretty good. Yeah, I would But the have rest of us, we had to have like double, double... Uh, super advantage. Advantage, yeah. Like in and out style. Yes. <laughs> to even hope to succeed. Yeah. I would have preferred to just sit on the side and play cards. You're you're not a gambler. You're a paladin. I wouldn't gamble. We would just play cards. Not play cards, but he wanted to literally play cards. Like not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. I'm so, a monster. Um, yeah, you fish. did finally, however, discover the location of the um, island, at least in theory. It sure looks like the right island. Um, and then you all realize that, hey, we don't actually have a boat. Um, and luckily, the Storm King had a solution a ship of some sort and, and really i mean ship is kind of the wrong word for it um imagine kind of like one of those pleasure cruise sailing boats that you see on the bay or on like the great lakes um you know like about 40 feet long you know it could probably sleep half a dozen people if it needed to but you know big enough to go out on the ocean mm-hmm. but not so big that it requires like a crew of 20 or 50 people just to run it 
and it had drifted ashore and uh, there was no sign of the crew. Uh, it's in a little worse for wear, whatever had befallen it. Um, it had drifted around for some time. The mast was broken. The uh, sails were rent. There was a couple of holes in the hull, all that needed to be repaired. Um, uh, and then uh, you would actually have a ship. And uh, actually, Adri, what was your, or Jesse, what was Adri's concern about the fact that uh, you were... Uh, given a ship there well like none of us know how to drive one yeah that, that's a very valid I mean, concern case in point that i call it driving yes <laughs> instead of sailing <laughs> drive the floaty thing with the canvas things yes yeah. um and uh so yes but the storm king's emissary said that that wouldn't most likely be a problem because you had the storm king's favor and would be able to uh you know, be insured of having following seas and fair winds on your trip out there. So uh, I'm assuming those are good things, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. It, when, you, when you're on the floaty thing and you're driving it, yes, those are good things. It's good to hear. Yeah. You, you don't want too much blowy things and you don't want too much wavy things. So, yeah. yeah. I imagine too much wavy things is a very bad time. Very bad time. So anyways, that's where we find ourselves. You are on the uh, shore there. Uh, you had all gone back uh, for the evening, and uh, the next morning you are back at the shore, and you are looking at your pleasure craft, which needs a little bit of TLC before you can go. So anyways, in order to do that, we're going to have a... Skills challenge. Battle. Are we going to hire no, some? No, a, a, a montage. Where, where oh, the skills okay. challenge oh, come from? Oh, montage. A, a montage, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, where the skills Adventure challenge come from? Okay, so actually, everybody roll for me initiative. This is feeling like a skills challenge. I yes. Really... Mm. Okay, and Jade? Okay, 20. Okay, and then Craval? 13. And then Adri? 14. And then Sorzak? 19. Ooh. And then um, Cotter? 17. Ooh, look at you guys. And... Finally, Arlen. No contest. No, uh, I got a 10. Okay. Hey, well, you got double digits. I sure did. I sure did. Look at you. All grown up. Anyway, so um, basically we're just going to do that so we can go in order of who's going to do what. Um, Anyway, so this is the problems that you're looking at, looking at the uh, ship there. Um, The mast is broken. Um, it's lying, uh, it's rigging, you know, kind of tangled up on the deck. Uh, you can tell right now that its sails are rent. Um, they are uh, not, not terribly destroyed, but still um, a bit of a problem. And then um, obviously you will need to gather food and water for your trip to the, uh, you know, because it's going to be probably several days, no matter what you do. And then there's a couple of holes in the side of the boat. So what I need you all to do, are you all taking notes here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, for this montage, um, you're going to have to tell me which of those tasks you're going to uh, go and tackle. And I need you to tell me one good thing that happens not to do with this quest that happens while you are doing your part of the montage. And then one problem that you're going to have to overcome during this uh, montage or you know during the, uh, the course of, of your task and how you overcome it. Oh my God. 
This is a, this is the job is, interview. This is also a lot like <laughs> homework. And tell, and tell me one um, time that you, you had a really problem. Struggled. You really struggled. Tell you got over Tell me, Sorzak, where do you see yourself in five uh, years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a job what, interview. What is, what is your worst fault? Yeah. Yes. And What are your strengths and weaknesses? And uh, then what is the result um, that uh, you end up with? Um, so... Um, do you want to powwow for a few minutes before we start calling out the initiative? Yeah, we yeah. never plan. Let's just dive yeah. in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> something something, something so good is... that happens not during the quest. Okay. Well, so are here. we? What are we rolling for then? If we're, we're not rolling for anything. This is a montage. Uh, it's we, a, just, we have to oh, use God. our imaginary this brains. Is, this is the Bryce's worst nightmare. No, scenario. this is wonderful. I have I have ideas. Oh, okay. Oh. He just anyway, can't describe himself. Um, we have. I know at least I have create food and water. So do I. Okay. Okay, so. well, there goes my plan to get food. <laughs> <laughs> I have mending. Okay. I want to do the sales. Okay. Oh. Sale! <laughs> um, what are our options? Okay, so we need broken. to... We got the massive broken needs to be repaired, probably no, by finding other, another, another tree that would have a, sim a proper mast and, and carving food it up. Lost. And then um, the sales are rent and need to be uh, fixed again. Um, you need to gather food and water for the trip, and you need to patch several holes in the hall. And where none of us are, sh are sailors. Nope. <laughs> nope. But where there's a storm yeah. giant, there's a way. Am I right? Ha ha. So you're probably pretty well prepared, Arlen, because you lived on a farm. Uh-huh. So you know how to do things. Uh-huh. You're a ranger, a so you tree. do outdoor things. <laughs> she also literally grew up in a tree. Yeah. And the mountains. I grew up in a city, but I don't know how to build a house. Yeah, well. Yeah, you know how to build a house. You go and you find your servants, and, and you tell them you need a house build. Please go you get have the contractor. A, you have a chest full of gold, and you go, I want a house. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Okay. And actually, uh, Melanie, just because uh, they have create food know. and water doesn't mean you can't go and actually get like real food and water and then save their spell slots for something important i have a necklace that restores my spell slots <laughs> um, i know good trees it's okay are the, i think you're going to find food is good I'm go anyway are the holes in the side of the ship more than one foot cube none of them are no oh Excellent. I would like to you repair know, the they're, ship. They're, they're like, <laughs> well, like fist-sized holes. I think you should wait for your initiative order. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, t I'm spewing what Technically, I Technically, given enough time, Arlen could fix everything, everything. just with magic. Well, we don't have that much time. Some Ar things are Arlen, more than one foot. Yeah. Arlen, could you repair the uh, kingdom for yeah. us? No. One square one foot mending, time. Does not d mending does not deal with emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional damage. Anyway, yes. That would be a cleric spell. Mend emotions. No. Mend emotions. Could you fix it's probably a bard spell. It, no, it's probably it a bard a spell. spell. Calm, Calm emotions. emotions. No, yeah. Could you fix the hole left in my heart when the Star League fell? No. 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 Okay. No. I can make another hole in your heart <laughs> with <laughs> an arrow. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And okay. she tried to do that to Arlen <sighs> multiple times yes. in one day. All right. Okay. Montage. But enough of this. Okay. So, um, once again, one good thing that happens not related to this quest while you're doing your part of the montage. One problem that you have to overcome during the montage and how you overcome it and the result of your efforts. Okay, so top of the order is, not surprisingly, Jade. So, Jade, what are you going to do and what are those three things? Well, um, I'm probably going to go find a good tree for the mast. Okay. My favorite Be being a, a forest, forest ranger, you'd probably be the person so. to, to know what to do, yeah. Um, 
Are there still like dinosaurs in the forest? There are, in fact, lots of dinosaurs in the forest. That's what I'm going to overcome the uh, mean dinosaurs in the forest. Okay, so now what happens with those dinosaurs? What what uh, is the problem that they attack you? Or no, what, I what? just see them and I avoid them. That's okay. The so you're you're gonna sneaky sneak, sneak your way through the forest. Run. You know, uh, going here and there w- around and the dinosaurs won't even see you then. Yes. Okay. And um, so what is the good thing that happens not to do with this quest that goes on? I find a mango tree. Ah, so you're able to get food as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Food? No, she eats them all. Anti-scurvy. I like it. Yes. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Okay. And so what was the result of your going into the forest to get a tree? I find a suitable tree for the mast, and I can probably kindly ask our fellow giant friends to come help me get it and transport it. Okay. Yeah. So you get a couple of storm giants. They hew it down, limit for you, get it nice and polished, ready to go for a mast, and you can step it back into the uh, hole in the in the deck that the mask goes into so mm-hmm. yeah good and and it does take a little bit of work because you know it has to be the right dimension so you know it's like you're putting it on there and yeah, then you have to take it off and and you know you go at it with a hatchet a little more and put it in there and again and again and again until you finally get the right the right length and the right dimension so it just slides into place and you've got a mast and you're actually able to, to take the hardware off the old mask because it's still lying on the deck and put it on there so very good so you now have a mast and mangoes and mangoes don't forget the mangoes. Okay, and then next up is Sorzak. Sorzak, what are you going to do? What's one good thing that happens not to do with the quest? One is a problem that you have to overcome, and what is the result of your efforts? I'm meditating. Uh-huh. I walk up to this boat. The, the song of a muse fills my head as I stare at these sails, and I realize... Though I specialize in calligraphy, I'm proficient in all manner of artisanship. And I look in my sack, and in fact, I find a needle and some heavy twine. So I approach this sail, and as I do so, studying it, looking at the tears, trying to figure out exactly where I should begin, a happy memory of the monastery where I learned such arts, for we had to repair our own clothes there. And a fond time with my master, a, a, a jovial time with with my classmates uh, while we were learning the arts, and that brings a smile to my to my face. Your normally so taciturn approach- face. So, taking twine and, and needle, I I. I take to the repair. Unfortunately, <laughs> the needle that I have, though perhaps adequate for the fabric of clothes, was not strong enough for the thick canvas of the sails. They, they are very sturdy. Not being deterred, being crafty, and perhaps one of the more intelligent members of the party. I looked to my tools and I found my calligraphy pen and after studying it, I took my dagger and I was able to carve it into a new, thicker, sturdier needle. And I did use that to mend the sails. 
And in a med meditative way, I've, everyone could see me just Zen as I repaid, repaired these sails. They were stitched up fine and mostly true. So a couple of little fuckers in there. I could, I could sew my clothes. I could even make a tunic if I needed to. But the, the scope of a sail, the dimensions were a little off. So it is not perfectly square nor rectangular. One edge was sewn in just a little bit. So it's more like a, perhaps a trapezoid. But it will carry the wind. It at least gives you a handcrafted feel. Okay, so what is one good thing that happens that's not to do with this quest? Well, the good thing was the, the happy memory. So few have I had recently, as our lives have been filled with horror, that this memory renewed hope and added on my newfound goodness. Okay. That's hmm. actually kind of something to do with the quest because you're working on the sales, but it's such a happy memory that I think it will count anyways. Very good. And uh, so we now have the sales all uh, fixed. And, and that does take you all day to do because, you know, you, you have to stitch an entire sailcloth together. Um, and it's out in the hot, hot sun, but the hot, hot sun doesn't bug you, so that's not too bad. And um, then we move on to Cotter, amazingly. So my plan was to work on the sails. But uh, when I got to uh, that point, I looked and saw that Sorzak was having such a wonderful time working on the sails himself. Well, he had a smile on his face. I know. Un unheard of. Clearly, this was giving him happy memories. So I took my uh, small personal sewing uh, kit, and I uh, altered my traveling clothes a bit just to spend some time. I, I did a little bit of work on the sails, of course, but then I spent some more time altering my jacket just to improve just its fashionability when we return. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Cindy and then uh, so pleased. the problem that I ran into is uh, Sor well, when Sorzak finished, uh, I had to do some smooth talking, of course. This is a, oh, look, Sorzak, we did such a great job oh on this together. <laughs> a <coll> collaboration. <laughs> Let's, okay, real quick. So, uh, All of us are giving him this look, but keep in mind, this is a upper class rich man who has not done, until he became a paladin, a day's worth of work in his life. This actually makes sense. So, so now, how did you overcome uh, the the problem there with uh, Sorzak? Uh, oh, I uh, used my uh, great experience in uh, talking with others. <laughs> okay. Oh, so yeah, my... you're, you're known for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> great um, diplomacy so, skills. Yeah, yeah, give us a persuasion yeah. check there. Okay. Like, you really need to put my names in the This is where the natural 20 say. comes in. Hey. 25. Okay, and Sorzak, if you could give me an insight check. Oh, wisdom. Oh, Do you have insight? 17. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Cotter, uh, Sorzak is so involved with the sales and he is so um, happy. Yeah. So, well, so filled with happiness from his happy memories that he just kind of just gives you a quirky little smile and doesn't even notice that you really didn't do anything. Okay. Good. Okay. And next up is Adri. So, Adri, what are you going to do? I would like to go out into the woods and find some sort of like 
fibrous plants that I can help make ropes out of. Okay. That'd be really, yeah, you could definitely, definitely find um, some material that could be like beaten into fibers and then the fibers yeah. wound into ropes. And, and by the end of the day, you could probably have all new uh, rigging and there's not a lot of, a lot of rigging on this particular ship. Spectacular. So yeah. I, I will spend the day going out and doing that. Um, however, I probably won't really tell anybody where I'm going, which uh, will maybe be an issue um, because there are a lot of big scary creatures out in the woods. There are. Um, Roll a so check. I, I imagine something that could go wrong is I would be out in the woods and consistently having to hide away from much larger creatures. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully. Uh, I could have like one of those like Jurassic Park moments where like you're like, whoa, those dinosaurs are really big, but like they're vegetarians or something. Vegisaurus. Vegisaurus. Yeah. I don't know. I'm struggling with the creativity next. there, but for sure, like like having an encounter where I'm gathering up materials and then um, get a little spooked by some massive reptile and then turns out it's just trying to eat the plant that I'm gathering. I like it. Sounds That's good. Great. And what is the result of your rope marathon? Um, I will. I'll, I mean, I'll come back to where we're all gathering up our materials and we're all working on on whatever it is we need to work on. Um, but I would like to come back with a buddy. Like, I want to. I want to come back on on the veggie sore. <laughs> I have this great picture for just coming back with a stegosaurus. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, a small one, big for her, but one of the younger ones. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So you surprise everybody. You know, there's a crunching in the in the woods, and you all kind of spin around, fearing the worst. And a uh, stegosaurus's head pokes through, and then its plates poke through. And there's Adri riding a stegosaurus. It's a juvenile, but riding a stegosaurus into camp, and seems to have made a friend. Unfortunately, because it only has like a brain the size of a walnut, it very quickly forgets that it's your friend and just wanders off. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> she likes. No, I'm not gonna say that. Okay, and then Craval. Speaking of saying things, you get to say things. Uh, Craval, very proud of his party breaking up and doing these tasks. Um, besides, he's gonna help Adri. He's gonna do a two-part task. The first part is just getting rid of the old rigging while she's off making mm -hmm. the new rigging. He just helps clean it up. Uh, with his massive perception, he realizes one of his members may not be doing all that he can do. So there is this one small moment where unbeknownst to how he managed it, that he gets hung upside down <laughs> as Cotter's figuring out how his feet got wrapped in a really intricate knot and hoisted up before being dropped suddenly. <laughs> um, but once that's done, having more time on his hand, he starts pulling off the old planks using the gauntlets of overstrength and okay. um, setting up the pieces. So if Arlen wants to mend them, like you mentioned or whatnot, he can. Um, the problem comes in is that he gets distracted by the stegosaurus and the part that he's pulling on snaps back on him and actually brains him pretty good. Ooh. So he staggers Ooh. to the ground. He's got a big cut on his head and it's hard for him to heal it because he's concussed. Yeah, and our, and Cotter is hanging upside down, so he yeah, can't really. heal it. So yeah. I mean, that, that was that so, was kind of bad planning on your part. Yeah, I would come to help, but for yeah, some exactly. reason, I'm in a perfect example of a snare trap yes. that disappeared <laughs> under my feet. Yes. Um, but the giants, speaking of a good thing, took some pity on him, pulled him out, and once he cleared his head, was able to heal himself. He spent some time talking to the seneschal. Uh huh. Um, just who, kidding. No doubt, was checking in periodically to yes. see how you're doing. 
Um, and they made their way to the scroll room discussing some of the scrolls. Essential mentioned that there were some religious texts up there. So feeling some divine inspiration from above and speaking with the Seneschal during the course of the repair work with the blessing of the Seneschal, Kraval takes a small strip off one of the holy holy parchments that he finds from Nawada specifically. Or not Nawada, I'm sorry. Yeah, Nawada. Nawada. I almost got confused with Dianek Farm. And using his own silver, asks for a relic, or sorry, his gold has a reliquary made that he stores it inside and carries it off with him. Nice. Makes a relic nice. of the present. I like it. No, it's a relic of the past. In it never, was never mind, never mind. <laughs> nice try. See, these are scrolls <clears throat> from the past. Yes. So, yeah. But he also takes some, spends some time we'll just there. going through the scrolls and helping them organize a little bit as all the board work is done before he does so. So he kind of pulls like a double, triple duty there, just learning some stuff. Okay, very good. And then finally, Arlen, wrapping us all up here. What What is one good thing that comes with this not do with the quest? What is one problem you have to overcome doing what you're doing and the result of what you're doing? And what are you doing? I am going to be casting Mending to try and mend these holes in the side of the ship using the random driftwood along the side and also the old boards to attach them to the new side. Um, driftwood. Yeah. Uh, a problem that arises is uh, Arlen is notoriously clumsy, mm-hmm. um, not a very high dexterity or strength. Um, and he, after using so much magic in the day, um, accidentally trips uh, trips over um, uh, the pile, the, the nice pile of boards that uh, Craval has laid out for me. Um, and uh, his wild magic goes off. And unfortunately, I did, I did roll, I actually rolled and I rolled twice according to my thing. And the one that (laughs) I think gives the most comedic results is that each creature within 30 feet of me becomes invisible for the next minute. (laughs) And of course this happens um, as soon as Kraval gets beamed in the forehead. So we have an invisible person hanging upside down. We have an invisible person who is concussed. We have an invisible person leading back a invisible stegosaurus we have an invisible person with a sharp needle (laughs) and a bunch of invisible giants who are trying to help carry boards back because i'm weak (laughs) and you can just imagine the chaos for the next minute as people don't see each other slam into each other boards go flying um and become visible and become visible well done yes thank you um and that is and then, of course, the minute ends and everyone is, like, turned around and upside down and stuff like that. Uh, literally. Uh, in in Kata's case. Absolutely. Um, but I, I would hope he'd be down from the snare trap by now. But over the course of the entire day, he's able to um, mend um, the hull of the ship. Very good. Okay. So, um, at the end of the day, you all step back and take a look at what you've done. And um, it's not pretty to say. I mean, you you didn't have time to like paint it and polish the brass and all that stuff. But looking as as the uh, the rays of sunlight are beginning to redden as the sun heads towards uh, the the horizon, you're now looking at a boat that is actually functional. I'd like to say that what I did today does look pretty. Okay. You can say that. It's not true, but you can say that. Wow. And uh, anyway, so um, yeah, yeah as, as it's cast in the, the orange rays of sunset, uh, the, there is a sail, a functional sail. The, the, the boat appears to be watertight. 
and all the pieces and parts that make it go um, all seem to be functioning and you seem to have a boat which i assume we're going to sail out tomorrow on um i'm assuming yeah okay yeah are we going to have like a crash course in how to sail the boat um no because if i recall correctly the storm giants have the ability to sort of control the waters and we were going to ask the king basically to push the currents yeah to get us there um however um cotter if you are concerned um it might actually be a good idea for you to know how to sail a boat and you could always ask some of the storm giants mm-hmm. um you, you know as they say they can just walk under the under the sea but i'm sure they've got some nautical knowledge yeah they would have to if they were interacting with boats all that much right so one would assume yeah i'll, I'll spend some time maybe just getting probably just getting told about the sailing tasks and then it'll still be rough but at least i'll have somewhat of an idea later what we're supposed to be doing sounds good can i make dried mangoes like dry them out you could probably leave them out in the sun so they dry up yeah would that take half a day in the tropical sun it'd probably be done in several hours yeah well now we have a lot of dry mangoes yay compact easy to travel with and delicious won't be yucky after a few days okay so you um retire back to the village um and then uh are back there the next day and yeah Uh, just a little flavor thing if you don't mind sure um mango flavor yeah (laughs) while she's doing that um caval's gonna walk a little ways away from the the uh, village he's looking for a cleared out area that's about because i know they've been working on the forest like about 300 feet Mm -hmm. in size cleared is that, is that something you can find um you could probably go back down the roadway and find something about that size okay you know, a combination um, of the the path and the uh the uh regular uh and, and clearings. if, if uh, those are available well because i know cotter's going to talk to the giants uh ask zorzak ask adrian arlen jade if they would watch my back so i don't get eaten by a dinosaur um take about an hour's time to do a very long prayer over the area and then when he's done a large fortress-like tower springs into existence as I cast Temple of the Gods, um, a seventh-level cleric spell. Well, that's something. Tell us more about this. One moment, please. Well, that was bad planning on your part. I didn't think you'd say, tell me about it. Just a little went with it. <laughs> Why wouldn't I say <laughs> that? Yes, gonna cast. I know. As long as I've been playing here, you think I'm going to make a giant tower shot of the gun, but I'm not going to expect yes. people to tell me about it. <laughs> you just share it to me. Oh, you would do that to me. One second, buddy. Thank you. Uh, so... This temp, this is an opaque structure, which means you can't see through it. It's not okay. actually made opaque. opaque. That too. Maybe? I call it opaque. You call it opaque. You see tomato. I see tomato. The temple must fit within an unoccupied cube of space up to 120 feet on each side. So 120, 240. So. Um, just 120 all the way around. Yeah. The temple remains until the spell ends, which is a full day. It is dedicated to whatever god, Noada, pantheon, Noadas, or philosophy, war, is represented by the holy symbol used in this casting. The waters. I make all decisions about the temple's appearance. The interior is enclosed by a floor, walls, and a roof, with one door granting access to the interior and as many windows as you wish. These are all arrow slits. Only you and any creature you designate when you cast a spell can open or close the door. The temple interior is an open space with an idol or altar at one end. You decide whether the temple is illuminated and whatever that illumination is bright light or dim light. It's actually a very co- It's not like super bright. It's a very cozy, warm feeling. The smell of burning incense fills the air within, and the temperature is mild. 
The temple opposes types of creatures you choose when you cast a spell. Choose one or more of the following. Celestials, elementals, fakes, fiends, or undead. All of the above. <laughs> if a creature of the chosen type attempts to enter the temple, bad things will happen. Um, but it must make a conversion saving throw. On a failed save, it can't enter the temple for those 24 hours. And even if the creature can, there are hinders. Whenever it makes an attack, roll an ability check or a saving throw. You must roll a d4 and subtract that number from the d20 roll. In addition, no divination spells or sensors can be put inside the temple, and creatures can't be targeted by divination spells. Finally, whenever any creature in the temple regains hit points, add my wisdom modifier to the, the healing points rolled. This temple is made from opaque magical force that extends into the ethereal plane, which doesn't exist, thus blocking ethereal travel. Take that, evil creatures. Well, Tra but you don't have to worry about the... Uh the, uh, Unless we're followed by, like, I don't know, succubus. Succubus, you know, sneaking in when we're not looking. Thus blocking ethereal travel into the temple's interior. Nothing can physically pass through the temple's exterior. It can't be dispelled by dispel magic, and anti-magic field has no effect on it. Only a, only a disintegrate spell will destroy this temple instantly. Wow. <laughs> Casting the spell in the same spot every day for a year makes this effect permanent. Nice. Ooh. Nice. So it is a very large sort of like an abbey type of look it's kind of it, it does have some semblance to what we saw way back in the day when we first met alistair but in this case it is um the walls are very smooth there's nowhere there's no place to put a handhold uh, in fact even if you were to try to grab one of the window slits or arrow slits to pull yourself up your fingers would just slide right off the door is made of a deep mahogany redwood and there's iron bandings keeping the door in place that swings easily open once Creval enters it inside the incense is not actually offensive nor does it smell like blood or gunpowder or anything like vaguely war it's actually very pleasant like a warm meadow day spring coming across the grass into your nose um, there is an altar and it definitely is new water there's no doubting the visage upon which stands dead center around a dais with a huge with an altar in front of it um, Creval walks up to this with two burning incense sensors on each side causing this, the uh, air to become uh, sweet and uh relaxing which is kind of opposite of the god of war but in front of him along these altars are in are engravings of various weapons bows staves swords axes the like um also upon an obsidian altar upon that altar he will put down that lou reculary that he has in made and then he will just get on his he'll kneel down on his new legs and he will just begin to pray to nawada there for an unknown amount of time but inside the four walls there are what look like barracks and inside the barracks are comfortable beds that aren't stuffed with old hay, but they actually are very, very comfortable, soft, magically inclined. Nice. It's very similar to like the Magnificent Mansion. So, But does it have a couple of homunculi that want to make you pancakes for breakfast? No, no homunculi because Caval has no idea what a homunculi is. Okay. No homunculi. But, but Standing at every doorway to every barrack and patrolling around in a very hazy form seem to be several very small miniature-looking jade claws. Oh, neat. Aww. House cats. Guard cats. House cats. But all of them look, have a fierce look on their face. So it, you, it, the sort of feeling of being watched sort of permeates the air, but it's very passing in light. Somebody's watching me. Because cats always stare. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching. Very that, good. that is where Creval will stay for the night. Okay. And then, Cotter, while this whole construction project's <laughs> yeah. going on, um, you actually sit down with a storm giant that is conversant with the uh, the uh, skills of a sailor. And kind of, you know, by the time the the uh, temple is ready for you to to uh, go to, you've, you've got the basics of it down. I mean, you've got, you've got the idea how it works. 
Uh, you it, probably wouldn't be... want to be loose alone in the strange sea, but you know, you know, if you had to take the tiller, you could figure that out. Yeah, and I'm going to confuse everyone tomorrow when I say grab the tiller, and they're going to be like, "What? What yeah. is a tiller?" And, and I, I have one at home, but yeah, it's like yeah. a stick. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's a plow here. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he makes his favorite butter from his favorite cow. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a churner. Yeah, with the tiller. Anyways, moving on. So sure, yeah. Hey, the look of confusion on his face just made that old joke worth it. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, and so you all uh, take uh, your rest there in the temple, and it is very restful. I take it there, uh, Drew. Yeah, um, there's nothing can enter the. Actually, the only people that can actually enter the building are our party. We're the only ones who can open the door. Thus, entering the building. The building has a roof on it. Yeah, but we can open the door and let other people in. Yes. Including bad people. Oh, no. Uh. Well, yeah, bad humans, but everything I just listed, nope. Yeah. Which brings up only one small caveat. You know, he's technically part of our parties. I don't know if how it would affect no one. Oh, that's well, a question. Probably... Only half of him can't go in. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm <laughs> just throwing it out there. So I mean, if you express it's, that it's he Celestial can... and Fiends... And he has at least a fiendish side that we know about that picks up on a paladin's detect evil for fiends or whatever it is. Uh, I feel, I feel like I feel like yeah. if you have allowed him to enter, then he yeah, probably that was my only concern. But I was like, eh, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. Well, actually, the left half of him rips off. He comes to the door. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. sorry, but, but, Matt. But he's he's all right I now. Did, was not trying to all do right. that to you. Well, that's because I don't have a type of Great. fiend. There goes the other horn. I am humanoid. I can enter. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Yes. No, yeah. So no problem getting getting uh Sorzak through the door yeah. there. But I feel extra watched. But there there are uh there are like training dummies for doing if you ever see those uh woo the gosh, I'm gonna horribly mask of this, the Wu Ching style with the arms that they do their arm uh, they do their uh, strikes and mm-hmm. blocks. There are several of those for the monks to use as well as an archery range and whatnot. No need. <laughs> Okay, good. So you all uh, set yourselves uh, for the evening and get relaxed. It's Wing Chun. Wu Tang? No, no, it's a martial arts thing. It's with Bruce Lee practice. Okay. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Sorry. I Squirrel. just know that it's we'll look it up in the break. Yeah. Okay, and so uh, you uh, take an evening and get a good night's sleep. And in the morning when you come out, there is a party of the giants waiting for you in front, including the Storm King himself. Oh. And uh, they they look expectant um, at, at you, uh, obviously are in a state of some excitement, mm-hmm. even if it's low-level excitement, that uh, you're going to be taking off on your journey. And uh, you all go on your way over to the uh, other side of the island where the ship is. Um, obviously, with a group of storm giants of that size, just about any dinosaurs get out of the way rapidly. And so you don't have any encounters of those sorts of things. And several of the storm giants wade into the water and they push the boat out. Um, and uh, so it's, it's just basically um, bobbing along there and um, it's ready for you to board. What's her name? I don't know. What name do you want to give the ship? The swan. Don't make me say it. Aren't I actually this, this 
Is it me who's the swan? Or is it you, you are Lord of the Swans? Okay, the Cygnus? swan, Cygnus? So, the swan paddle boat. <laughs> there, there's no paddle. We can be the swan. I was gonna go with the doy toy. No thanks. The <laughs> swan. Why the swan? Because I'm the swan. Because I just thought of the swan paddle also, boat it's when a swan he was paddle boat. Yeah. when he was thinking about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, two people randomly thought of it. I thought of it for a reason. That's half the group. Matthew, if you're not being here, is like putting me woefully behind on manpower and wit. You need this. this yeah, it's not good. Well, we we could, in honor of our host, simply call it the Storm King. That is cool. However, I like this one this a little one. bit better. <laughs> Forget the Storm well, King. Well, the, the way swan we King. built it, I hope it isn't a Swan Dive. The Swan yes. Baron. Yeah, mm-hmm. as long as it's not the Swamped. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway. See how great um, the name is? Also, I would like to add a little bit of flavor to just to add some fun. Uh, you know how my armor can be, uh, oh, I can make it look like anything I want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I go. currently am, uh, as we walk out of this resplendent, like, altar room, I am head to toe, like, old man in the sea style, like, yellow rain jacket <laughs> matching yellow rain boots, the hat, everything. Yeah, that's what I did. So forget old man of the sea. You look like the Swanson insignia. Yep. <laughs> Want a Paddy, fish stick? Paddington I'm, bear. I'm the, uh, I'm yeah. the, the Paddington I'm, bear. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Matching yellow galoshes, everything. Yeah. I just see five people stop and stare. More than five people. Yeah. Well, the five people. Yeah. I saw this in a magazine once. I saw this on my salt container. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a magazine before? Yeah. I saw one uh-huh. in your house. <laughs> Okay, very good. We'll have to up the quality of the magazines we store in the bathrooms. <laughs> oh, my Lord. While wow, he was drinking his rose soup. Yes. I cannot read. However, yeah, we the know pictures a- were very pretty. Yeah. Upside down and inside out. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was the fashion felonies uh, <laughs> <Yes>. episode. <laughs> so. Okay. And boy, so do what, we know it. What not to so wear when you're going out to sea. <laughs> yes. Does anybody so wish to... Boat. Yes. Is now been pushed out to sea and is bobbing there. Yes. Well, just just off. And we're on shore. Yes. Oh, no, we're on the shore. No, you're on shore. We're on the shore. Uh, yeah. Does anybody wish to address the Storm King before you get on board your ship? Probably. Not me. <laughs> well, initially we had um, uh, Zorzak be our mouthpiece. Yes. Yeah. So Storyteller. So we're standing there, and you guys all essentially just take a step back. Is that what happens? Yes. Or we do is kind of like do the look. Oh, you didn't see yeah. me on the camera. But we like look at you, and we're like, go up, go do something. So the guy. So I'll walk up, and I'll and I'll bow and say, we are honored and humbled by this gift of this ship and your support for our quest. We are honored that you would take the time to see us off yourself and we thank you and the storm king says it is a worthy quest my friends and you must return to me at the end of it and let me know how you fared as we will all be waiting with bated breath until you do return we shall return and tell the tale of our adventure very good. And he kind of waves his hand and you just see this kind of ripple across the water in almost kind of a linear fashion um, between the shore and the boat, which I mean, it's only like 
five, ten feet off the, the shore, just deep enough that it's floating. And he says, then without any delay, please board your vessel and go with our blessings. Excellent. And with a nod, I'm assuming that the water is hard enough to step on? Well, it turns out when you start walking in that little rippled area, yes, you can actually walk upon the surface of the water all the way to the side of your rear boat. Those are your galoshes. Those are my galoshes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have not stepped in a single drop of water, and yet they are the squeakiest, (laughs) squishiest shoes. (laughs) As we uh, walk up the pathway, I'll say to Arlen, you know, I heard a story about a guy who did this once. Really? Oh, stop right there. I'm stopping right there. You should tell me about it when we're on the boat. Yes. <laughs> now I want to know. <laughs> it's okay. You know You know the story. Yes, you know the story. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so you're able to board the ship. And um, Cotter, um, what are you going to do now that you know how to know, quote unquote, how to sail? I'm going to get really confused <laughs> because I know the words and then none of these things are labeled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you're pretty sure that, that the the yeah. fabricy thing has to go up the woody thing, yeah. and you know, be tied with the ropey thing. So yeah, I'll do my best to give, like, pretty bad, but l- hopefully just barely understandable instructions of like, Arlen, untie that rope and pull it until the sail's at the top, <laughs> then retie it on the cleat. And he's like, you're "What are giving, three of those you're words?" You're giving the weakest yes. person yeah. the task of pulling up the sail. It's I thought, like, thought Arlen was fairly strong. Well, I well, have a 10. While okay. Cotter's doing that, I want to just whisper to Zorzak, now would be a really great time to use... You have that ability to throw your voice really loudly, right? That, so, ability to throw my voice? Or make it really loud? Isn't that one of your racial traits? Yes, like? I can actually do that. So, as, while he's doing that, maybe we'd be like, okay, maybe you can help send out the orders. Adri can man the round thingy that makes this boat, this thing turn and Whatever the heck Carter's trying to say, you can let us all know since we're all going to be a distance from each other. I'm going to go help with the sail. Well, the most you could be a distance from each other would be 40 feet, and that's if someone was on the very front falling off and someone was on the back falling off. Wow. Yeah, we're Still. like 10 feet apart. Okay. Still. Let's get this thing... S- s- what is it called? Sailing. Moving. Driving. Driving. Moving. On the water. Driving. So... Quiet prayer in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so as is, so is Carter is is speaking his commands to me, I do repeat them in a booming voice that can be easily heard. But of course, I modify it to make it sound a little more commanding than his natural voice would be. Okay, roll for me performance. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Set condition three about the ship. 23. Yes, so you, you do carry it off very nicely, and, and uh, you don't notice even a, a single strange look from the storm giants on shore. And then the, the several storm giants that were holding the uh, boat in place, as you board, they basically start pushing it out. And you can just see them getting deeper and deeper and deeper until just their very hands are sticking above the water, holding onto the sides of the boat. And then um, at some point after that, you see the fingers kind of slide off as they clearly get into deeper and deeper water. And you are kind of propelled out into the water. And, and as you look back, you see those two storm giants' heads come up as they walk mm-hmm. up out of the water back onto the shore. And a couple of the storm giants are waving to you. And you notice that, Cotter, even though you haven't actually like pulled the sheet in and got it tight to the wind and all that stuff, that you are, in fact, 
moving along in a steady pr- way. You can feel the, the waves just gently lapping against the uh, prow of the ship as it cuts through the waves. And you start going away. And as you turn around a little while later, you notice that the island is getting smaller and smaller and smaller in the distance. And then pretty soon you're surrounded by nothing but open water. And it's a little alarming because in the past, even as you've come to the island of Inturis, there's always been the shore in sight. Even if it was a full day's sail that way, you know, going to Inturis, you could see the peak of the island as you're heading out. And then as you're going back, you could just see, you know, the line of the, uh, the shore in the distance. Um, but this time you are now completely surrounded by water. And it's a little disturbing for those of you that have been on land for your entire lives. Just sit right back in your hair tail. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to get uh, Arlen to change his uh, gear to a, a red tunic and mm-hmm. white pants and a little white ha- hat. Um, and I can do that, you know. <laughs> we know. As the sun sets off in the water, you find yourselves in the most beautiful starry sky you've ever seen. And you can't help but notice how close that comet has come to completing its journey across the sky as it dominates the sky with not a single thing around to go and impede your vision. Um, are you setting a watch for tonight or are you just going to all rely on the Storm King's grace and, and uh, just all sack off to bed? I think we should set a watch. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'll so take first watch. I'll take third. I would like one of them, please. I'll take two. Okay, you take fourth then, Owen. Okay. And then um, the ship continues to sail into the night. Um, and actually, nothing does bother you the whole time. I mean, there's like a fish breaches the water at some distance. You know, the, the waves get bigger and then smaller again. But nothing really happens during the night. You just notice the stars during your watch, you know, progress from one side of the, uh, to, you know, from the horizon to zenith and zenith to horizon. And uh, the sun then rises on the other side. It starts coming up in the east. Uh, and Do you... we have a north star? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Uh, Zorzok, that, that was one thing I would have done was point out to Zorzok the star which he's named for, which is right below the northern star. It's how the, the dragonborn navigate at night. Neat. Yes, and... Um, Wait, wouldn't it also be right over the northern star? And right to the left and right to the right? You're overthinking this. Okay. Yes. Anyways, and um, the second day dawns and um so was one of you going to produce some food or I water i thought we had dried mangoes yeah. we had dried mangoes and that's it <laughs> not yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's a lot of fiber if you know what i mean yes. yeah. so the dried mangoes will uh, be dispersed in between the let the tofu food let the tofu bread and water commence yummy yeah, yeah summon food and water mm-hmm. and the dried mangoes and for dessert yummy mm. we have flavor we won't get scurvy hey we all have dry rations still we do very good I, at this point i have to say i feel very fortunate that i do not need to eat or drink looking at this that is true display it looks very 
I still have quite Basics. a few uh, T-Rex steaks, too. Yeah. I just don't know how I'd cook them. Heat metal. Yeah. Heat metal. <laughs> Fire, fireball. 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 Did you hey, know there's it, iron? It does ignite anything in the area that can be lit. You just got to chuck it up real high. Yeah. <laughs> just sear it and let it, sear it, let, serve it up while it's still roaring at you. Yeah. yeah. Sounds throw, good. Throw it 15 feet forward, 15 feet mm-hmm. up. Hit it with fireball. By the time it falls back down, we'll be underneath it again. Yeah. And or anyways, seems like produced flame. Though, you uh, in you know you get into the second day, and um, once again, Cotter, you know you 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 know you're supposed to be like directing the ship and things like that, um, but it seems to know where to go. Um, you know, you, you turn the tiller one direction, it keeps going in this one direction. You turn it the other direction, it keeps going in this one direction. So after a while, you know, during the day yesterday, you basically kind of gave up on, on even trying to direct it. And yeah. I mean, you're, you're, whoever's on the tiller for that particular watch is kind of holding on to it, but it's, it's more of a kind of a assurance thing than it is anything else. Is there something we could like lock down to keep the tiller in a straight line? Yeah, you, there's a rope there that you can use it. to, to just uh, lash it to either direction so it doesn't change. You so know those like rope, baby rope the tiller down the sails full uh full out uh with the wind behind Mm -hmm. us and we're just making sure that the compass doesn't point in a different direction as we travel it just seems to be going in a straight line almost like it knows where to go um who would have thought and actually everybody roll for me a perception roll natural 20 natural 20 18 11. <gasps> Natural 20 for a 21. Oh my gosh. 47. What'd you get? No. I got, I got a 27. 30. 23. Okay. I, I've just perceived the afterlife. <laughs> no, I rolled a natural 39. Tw- I literally rolled the highest number I can, and I still God. didn't. Get, he rolled a lower number than me and got a much higher roll than me. Yeah, that, yes. That's how modifiers work. I oh. feel sad. <laughs> So At least you, I see things this time. Yes. So yeah, you you actually notice it just slightly after um, no. <laughs> Adrian and uh, and Jade do, but before that even. Um, you like Kraval, know something's gonna just, be there. You're, you're kind of gazing forward, and you know at first you're like, is that is that, and then you're like, yeah, there is a dot on the horizon right in our path, and you realize that uh, you there is some land. Up ahead. I'll just point it out to those that didn't quite pick it up that there appears to be a landmass ahead of us. And so obviously this uh, gives you all a uh, great buoy to your uh, to your uh, morale as this uh, land on the appears on the horizon, apparently exactly where you're supposed to go. And actually everyone kind of crowds up towards the front of the boat um, as much as you can, just so you can get a glimpse of it. And just as you are all up there, and you know, having this uh, is you know, exultant moment. All of a sudden, the boat just kathunk hits something, and just starts rapidly decelerating. It's megalodon. And all of a sudden, a tentacle comes up one I side of the boat, it. and a tentacle comes up on the other side of the boat, and then other tentacles come up. No thanks. And that's where we're gonna stop today.
Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, the big point I want to get across on the end of this one is Dungeon Masters. Why do all the work when you have all those players to do the work for you? So that's what I did in this one. I had the players tell me what happened during their adventure there, getting the boat ready to go. And I got to say, I was not exactly predicting that the players would line up in the order they did. I thought there was a, a whole different group that was going to do a whole different group of things, but no, they decided to do their own thing and it was fantastic. So that was pretty darn good. Anyway, so the party has fixed their boat and they have gotten their way over to the island, but just when they're inside of the island, it seems that disaster is striking. What could this tentacled beast be? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.